Hey, everybody. This is Mary Davidson with the Better Events Podcast, one of your co-hosts. In today's episode, we have our guest, Maria Oliva, and she is going to talk all about leveling up your Instagram marketing in five simple steps. We love simple steps. We love Instagram. And so this is going to be a tips and tricks filled episode. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. We are thrilled to be with you today as well as our guests that we have. And today we're going to be talking about leveling up your Instagram marketing in just five simple steps. We love breaking things down for you all. And our guest is definitely going to do that for you today. And we know Instagram, you know, it's important. Um, It's such a useful tool that can often be overwhelming. So this is a really important topic today. And so with that, we'd like to go ahead and introduce our guest, Maria. Maria Oliva is the CEO and founder of SMS Media, an Instagram coaching business for event professionals in the D.C. area. Maria wants to change the way event professionals approach Instagram and have fun while they're at it, which is great. So, Maria, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. Yeah, we are as well. And is there anything else that you want to add to your introduction that we didn't cover? Um, recently I've become a speaker and educator as well. So I'm excited to announce that. Um, and also I can work with anyone all over the country, not only the DC area. Thank you. That's exciting. And double grateful to have you then on the podcast to, um, kind of aid in those speaking goals. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And for our listeners, just to give a little context for why we asked Maria, she's an expert on Instagram, which I think is Mary, we can say, say this is still true. It's one of our personal favorite uh, social media tools. But, uh, you know, again, like you mentioned, Mary, it can feel really time consuming and overwhelming uh, since we also have to do work outside of just the things that we do on Instagram. Uh, so we're really ready for today's interview that's going to be filled with tangible tips for you listeners that you're able to apply to both your business if you're a business owner or if you work for a company, maybe your own personal brand or your own personal social channels, uh, also the podcast and and beyond. We're excited to to learn from you. But to get us started, Maria, can you share with our listeners, how did you first get started with Instagram marketing? Ooh, I love this question. And pretty much I've been in marketing, digital marketing specifically for about eight years. I'm only 25. So it sounds very like, oh my God, really? To most people, but I have been. um, I went to university where it was very practical and we had real life clients throughout my bachelor's. Um, So I pretty much have been doing digital marketing strategies for eight years. And then the opportunity came up after COVID, which is, you know, where a lot of breakthroughs happened um, to all of us, um, where I found out, you know, my corporate job wasn't where I wanted to be forever. And I always was inclined in all things Instagram and social media. And I just kind of took a leap of faith and started focusing on Instagram for the past two years. That's awesome. And what a time to do it too. I just feel like I don't know if it's because of like my business or how it's going, but maybe I pay attention to it more. It just seems like Instagram is blowing up like crazy. Yes, there's TikTok, but there is still Instagram that is like just continually innovating and like kind of bringing things over as well. And so I think it's really cool to see what other people are doing. 
I myself am terrified to do any of those things. So I'm really excited for our conversation today. Um, and we hinted earlier at the five simple steps that you recommend to level up your Instagram marketing. So could you go ahead and just kind of explain what those are? Yeah, absolutely. And something that I want to preface is I'm all about sustainability because Instagram can be very overwhelming for a lot of people, especially event professionals that are busy all the time. Like like you said, we have other things to do. We have work to get done, right? So I like to keep all my tips and everything that I teach very sustainable. So starting off with, you know, optimizing your profile, like very simple, but very easily overlooked by a lot of people. You know, making sure that your biography is optimized, that it describes who you are, who do you help, how do you help them, and how can they work with you. A lot of people forget to add a call to action to their bios, but it's as simple as, you know, book a call with me and a little arrow or a little, you know, hand emoji um, directing them in the direction of, you know, how can they book with you? Something that I say all the time is people need to be told what to do because otherwise there's so much information out there. They won't know what to do in a post or in your profile. If you don't tell them, hey, this is what I, the action that I want you to take after reading this bio or this caption. Um, they won't know what to do and they'll just keep scrolling. I love that. I was just looking. I, I pulled up my Instagram really quick when you were talking because I was like, oh, man, what does mine say? Um, and it says like more with like a hand pointing down. And I'm like, that should be a call to action, not a more, just like a more, more so general. So thank you. I'm already getting tidbits out of it. Of course. No problem. Yeah, so to so we got our first tip there is to optimize your profile. Maria, what would be your second tip for folks um, for leveling up on Instagram? Yes, I would say having a strong content strategy. So, you know, a lot of people hear strategy and get overwhelmed, but it's super simple. What days are you going to be posting? What type of content are you going to be posting? Are you going to educate? Are you going to entertain? Are you going to promote? Are you going to inspire people in some way? So what days, what are the types of content? What times are you going to be posting? And that's it. Just staying consistent with the, all that. So if you're going to post Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of every week at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, I'm on Eastern time, um, then just staying and staying the course and consistent with that strategy. Because posting seven days a week, it's not really going to give you results. To really think about it, people will get fatigued. The more they see your content, the more bored they'll get because you're showing up all the time. So just figuring out when, how, and what you're posting, that's what's going to give you the results and will level up your Instagram. So what is that? I'm cur- I've am i been thinking about this a lot. What is um, like the, the recurrence that you're kind of mentioning? Is that algorithm-based or what's kind of the – is it just like for – because your viewers will get used to it or it's going to be easier for your schedule or yeah, I guess mostly it's the algorithm that really confuses me. The algorithm changes all the time and there's information that will be so misleading out there. I would just say, forget about the algorithm and figure out what works out with your schedule. If you can only post Tuesdays and Thursdays, so twice a week, then just post twice a week, but just post the same day at the same time. If you have more time to post maybe three or four times, which is what I usually recommend, um, three to four times is like a good sweet spot for most people, then just stick to that and figure out a strategy, right? So what days, the times, and um, 
the pillars or the type of content and sticking to that. I promise you that'll be more impactful in the long run than worrying about the algorithm because we as humans are always changing. The way that we interact with the platforms are changing all the time. So if we base our strategy on the algorithm all the time, we're going to be changing things all the time and that'll just become super overwhelming. But the basis of Instagram will stay the same, which is community and consistency. All right. Keep me honest here. I think we're on our third tip. What would our third tip be, Maria? Yes. And I kind of hinted on that and it's consistency. So making sure that you're showing up every week. Um, so not showing up twice a month and then three months you're not showing up. Just that's why I think I focus so much on teaching sustainability because when you do something and have a strategy that is sustainable for you, it'll be much easier to keep the course throughout every single week and every single month. Um, I have worked with so many event professionals that have busy seasons and then they completely fall off the grid. You don't see them on stories. You don't see them posting at all. Um, when they do, they're just promoting themselves and they kind of lose every single person that they've tried to nurture for the past, you know, let's say six months or years, just for a few, you know, period where they just weren't able to show up, then all that goes down the drain. And I always say Instagram is a long haul game. You won't see results in one month of posting consistently, but if you stay the course and kind of teach the algorithm and nurture your audience, the results will come. No questions asked. <laughs> You're talking to at least one event pro who's guilty of that, that I laugh that my social presence is like when I am the most busy is usually when I'm then the least active. I've tried to be better at like stories, at least if I'm not doing actual posts, but like quick snaps of what I'm up to, because that is the same. If you went back and looked at all my timestamps on my posts on my company account, it will probably correlate with when I'm incredibly busy. I don't look really busy on social because I just haven't had the time. Um, but I, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. And I wonder too, when I see other people like post about events they're doing, my mind is immediately like, was this like a month ago and they're just like finally getting to it? Or did this happen yesterday? I don't know, but it's interesting to think about. Um, so yeah, that definitely rings true. And Logan, I was thinking just about the podcast too, and how it seems similar. So like somewhat relatable as, um, we have tried to be super consistent with weekly episode releases and that has been like, it, I feel like that is the credit to like any level of listeners or anything like that is just like consistency. Consistency we've, sh we've seen from the podcast has been amazing like that's the the key and so it only makes sense that it would be the same with instagram i think also prep preparing right so preparation so if you know like your busy season is coming making sure that you're not posting on the fly or writing content on the day or week of schedule things out that's like a little bonus tip for all the readers like i mean readers listeners um just schedule things out because our weeks change all the time. Things with our families or our businesses come up and it's very hard to stay consistent if you don't have things scheduled out or planned ahead of time. That was my, you read my mind, Maria, because I was going to say I use uh, just Instagram's like creator studio. It's an Instagram and Facebook product um, that lets me schedule posts in. And now I've learned, yes, if I can at least do the bare minimum, <laughs> like once a week, I can sit down and like schedule four of them out. Um, at a time. So that's what I use. I know a number of other uh, folks use different tools, but do you have any favorite tools or software that folks can use to help them with that consistency? I use the same as you. So I use Facebook Creator Studio for myself and my clients. It's free. 
It's an Instagram and Facebook platform, super user-friendly. Um, recently, they launched um, a new feature where you can actually schedule reels with original audio, with, which is like a little caveat. Um, it has to be original audio created by you. Hopefully in the future, it'll be trending audio as well, but at least they're starting to move in the direction of, okay, we can at least schedule real so we can have that scheduled ahead of time. Great tip. I love it. So I think, does this bring us to the fourth tip? Yes. What's our fourth tip? Yes. The fourth tip, and I think it's one of the most important ones, is community engagement. A lot of people forget that Instagram is a social media platform, and in order to see results, we have to be social. And I try to teach it in this way. I think of Instagram as being a free networking group or event that's happening 24-7. And you get the chance and the ability to come in and out of it when you want, how you want. But the way that you should interact and show up on Instagram is as if you were in an in-person networking event. And I know for a lot of event professionals, there's a lot of you that are introverts. That's okay. I know you guys put your hat on, like extroverted hat on for one or two hours a day. Think about Instagram in the same way, right? So if someone were to look at you in person and reach out or, you know, go in front of you and be like, hi, nice to meet you. I love your dresser. I'm like, Logan, I love your lipstick. Would you just like walk away and ignore them? Probably not. I'd assume most people are saying no. Someone said yes. Well, kudos to you. I wouldn't. That would make me feel super rude. So a lot of people are doing this on Instagram. People are commenting on their posts. People are reaching out via DMs just, you know, one-on-one. They want to get to know you as a person. And if we're ignoring them, number one, the algorithm will be like, okay, this person is not creating relationships, which is one of the most important things of Instagram is they love community and community building. Um, But also it won't increase your engagement because you're not creating relationships with anyone but also people will start not wanting to engage with you so the algorithm's not going to be working for you you're not going to be building those relationships in the back end and you won't get any conversions or interactions on your post because you're pretty much ignoring everyone else um, so kind of teaching the algorithm that you care about your community and i always say focusing on community versus making money because the money will come when you show your audience that you care about them ask people that you want to get to know them who they are personally the rest i promise you will come with it and i that made me think of another question um about the idea of community on instagram because logan i'm curious your experience on this but it seems like for event professionals at least what i see on instagram is that um I feel like event professionals are posting for other professionals, like it's credibility more than like getting clients from it. Somebody might be listening to this and be like, what are you talking about? I've gotten a ton of clients from Instagram. Maybe, maybe if you're a wedding planner, that might be more likely. I don't know. But um, it seems like anybody who does like, like corporate or anything else, they're getting, I don't know. It just seems like it's mostly credibility based. I don't know. And so I think that's an okay thing for sure. But it makes me wonder, like, what, like, should our communities be? What should we be trying to build? Or is it dependent on other factors? I don't know. Just anything else about community? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. And I get this question asked a lot, especially from wedding professionals that are like, okay, but a lot of my comments and interactions are happening with other vendors. And that kind of makes them feel overwhelmed because they're not seeing the movement. But I like to reframe it a little bit. Imagine that every single other vendor is an opportunity for you to collaborate with them. 
they can get you, you know, if they cannot book this one particular client who reaches out to them, but they have a good relationship with you, they can refer them to you. Um, they could also refer other vendors to you to connect with. So it's kind of like an extended vendor community, but also you never know if, let's say it's a wedding professional, for example, there's a couple that's looking at a wedding planner's profile and there's a photographer that commented there, they are more likely to click through to that person's profile than just someone randomly that they find through a hashtag or through a feed post, right? So thinking further ahead of what relationships can I build with vendors around my community or other event professionals in my community so that that can get me to where I want to be, whether it's attracting a client or attracting a potential collaboration or partnership with someone that could get make more money in the long run. I just came off an event that was interesting to your point, Mary, of uh, um, we all like exchanged Instagram handles at the end of it. Everybody wanted, some people were taking photos and wanted to post and be able to tag each other. And so that was, I've definitely seen the value in that. Like you're speaking about Maria, more of the referral or two degrees of separation. Um, I, I mean, I also have seen it with uh, Facebook as well. I'm not super active on Facebook, but I've done the very low hanging fruit of when I post on Instagram, it goes to Facebook as well. And I have gotten some referrals for, or work leads from people who I only know that they could have known I did virtual and hybrid events was because we were friends on Facebook and they hadn't commented or liked or really been active, but like just seeing it consistently had made it when someone said, Hey, do you know anyone who knows a virtual event? They thought of me and sent me a message. So like some of that passive part, which I feel like is so hard when we get busy that you're like, you don't see that direct, um, instant kind of gratification on it. Um, but Maria, for bringing it home with our fifth and final tip that you have for, you know, Instagram success. <laughs> yes. The fifth one is showing your face. And a lot of event professionals are guilty of not doing this. And I always scold all of you. So I apologize uh, because I am a, a little bit sassy, but my community knows this and they accept me for who I am. Um, is like showing your face is super important because people don't want to work with a brand. They want to work with Logan. They want to work with Mary. They want to work with Maria. It is me that makes my business as successful as it is and makes me stand out. The same for all of you that are listening and for Logan and Mary as well. It's us that are the secret sauce of our business, right? So people want to be able to connect with you of simple things. Like people connect with me because I don't like coffee and they make fun of me for that. I have someone in my community that makes fun of me because she's like, you don't eat anything. You don't like spicy food. You don't like pizza. You don't like coffee. What do you like? Because it's not normal for most people to not like these things, right? Even like pasta. I don't really eat pasta much. It mind blows everyone. So I'm sure you guys are like, oh my God, Maria, so what? You, I have more questions, right? So you want your audience when they're listening to you or seeing you on Instagram to feel the same way, that they know you as a person. Like maybe you like wine, you like going to wineries or you have kiddos at home. Like those are things that people want to know and connect on you with because it makes them feel like you're an actual person. And from that, if you've ever heard of the phrase, know, like, and trust, once they know you and they like you, they will trust you enough to either refer people to you or want to work with you. And the whole idea is that when they think of an event professional, whether you're a wedding vendor or a corporate um, event planner or um, a photographer, 
that the first person that comes to mind, whether it's now six months or a year down the line, is you. So I, my goal is that my audience loves me and knows me for who I am to where if someone talks about Instagram, the first person they think about is me because they already have a relationship with me as a person. I do not sell anyone on my services unless they ask me specifically, hey, I want to work with you for X, Y, and Z or this particular service. So it's that like showing your face community and kind of nurturing your audience. Like I think all these tips kind of like tie together. And like they all create like a cohesiveness on your feed. I love that. I have so many thoughts going through my head. So I really appreciate that. Um, and was that that was the fifth one, right? So we made it through the five, but we still have more questions for you for sure. And I, this, like you were saying, has triggered a lot for me um, question wise. So one of the things that we'd love to know um, is reels. I feel like reels are just such a thing right now. So do you believe in the power of reels and should event professionals be posting them? Specifically, also, I'm curious, like, is a reel going to be more um, advantageous than a post, like a normal post? I'd love to hear any of your thoughts on reels. I love this question. And just hold on for this rant because it's going to be a rant. Um <laughs> First thing, reels are great because, you know, video is very important everywhere. Um, for anyone who doesn't understand why reels are so important and, you know, going out is TikTok came out, Instagram saw that people are interacting more with video, so they shifted based on our, our um, performance and how we're showing up on the app. But here's the thing, reels have worldwide reach right they reach people all over the place so they can give you great reach great visibility but what i want people especially event professionals to think about is do you work with people locally or do you work with people all over the united states and all over the world because that obviously varies per event professional and if you do work with only local folks and local couples local corporations etc why would you want to focus your energy on reels for the vanity metrics of reach and visibility if it's not going to convert on the back end? I always say if you like reels and you like creating them, you like showing your face in them and being funny and silly, go ahead, feel free to do it. I do them when I feel like it because, again, I'm sassy and it kind of like helps elevate and showcase my personality on my profile. But I don't do them all the time because I don't feel like it all the time. And um, I've done it, I think, about a month ago. I was doing them consistently one every week and I wasn't seeing the vanity metrics and it made me feel bad about myself. So I stopped doing them. I was like, I, this is not the purpose of this. The purpose is to show up in a way that feels authentic. So long story short, reels are great. They will give you better visibility um, if you use them correctly, but also if your energy feels like, I don't want to do them, I, they feel like hurdle, feels overwhelming. I don't know, I don't wanna dance. I don't wanna do any of these things. Then here's your permission slip to not do it because you don't need them to grow on Instagram. I, prom I promise you, you do not need them to grow, especially if you're like, brain and mental energy are just not into it, people will tell. People will tell that you don't want to. I think you touched on something important there. I want to make sure our listeners hear, but that vanity metrics kind of thing and understanding about yourself, if it matters to you, that's great. But sometimes I've found you don't need a thousand followers to have a successful business. You can have 200 followers, but if it's the right people 
who then are referring you work, then you're doing something right. You know, sometimes maybe you do, if that's your goal is to be really fancy and famous and have tons of followers. Sure. But, um, I know that's something we thought talked about Mary and I have with this podcast in terms of who we were trying to reach as we got started. And then I have a, a YouTube channel as well that has slowly grown. And it's been very interesting to see the direction it's kind of gone on its own. I granted I'm making the content, but just seeing who it resonates with and that as long as it's the right people, you can get work from it if that's your goal versus if your goal is just to become famous. Um, but we touched on it earlier and you know, event pros, I don't, we're going to say maybe we're a little conceited thinking we're the only busy ones, but probably a lot of people are busy with their actual jobs. So what would your suggestions be for someone listening to this? Who's like, I have one hour a week, or I have even just like one hour a month to spend on my Instagram and my Instagram strategy. What's, what is your suggestion for how they could make the most of that time? First things first, that is enough. All you need is an hour, two hours a month to create content. I always say a, uh, a good tip to keep things sustainable and keep your strategy sustainable is figuring out one day or one hour. So one day a month or one hour a week or 30 minutes, however long you have, and just blocking it. Block it out every single month and just crank out content. Just write co as much content as you can. Schedule it. Get it ready. Get it out there so you don't ever have to worry about it anymore. I currently do not schedule my content, but all my clients' content is scheduled one month at a time. So one month ahead of time, um, it's sent to them. We like, what what's it called? Um, we kind of like create it all. We batch it. That was the word I was looking for. We batch it all in one sitting because I found personally that when I spent one hour a week or one and a half hours per week creating content for clients, so much time wasted. Whereas if I do it in one sitting, one day of the month, it takes me half of the time. So it may take me two hours to create a whole month worth of content versus four or five hours. So you're being more, I think you're using your time more wisely and you don't need to be spending all that time. And like a little bonus tip as well is you don't have to be on Instagram five hours a day to see results. Like my community engagement strategy only takes me 30 minutes a day. And after that, I'm done. I'm done for the day. And then I come in and out when I want to. I love that. It feels way sustainable when you when you phrase it like that, which is amazing. So thank you for that. That's really motivating to me, hopefully to other listener, our listeners as well. Um, and then uh, one other question that I had for you is, is, do you have any resources for folks who maybe don't know what content to post? Like, I'm sure there's so many ideas out there. But um, yeah, any tips or tricks you have for them just to like get their wheels turning to figure out that they, they can post three to four times a week. There is enough out there that they could talk about. Absolutely. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with like, the content strategy piece. So what I call content pillars usually helps a lot because if you define your content pillars and they're kind of like content pillars slash buckets, uh, a few examples of what we use in my agency is inspirational, educational, entertaining, and promotional content. If you pick two or three of those, let's say you're only posting three times a week and you say, okay, I'm going to educate, I'm going to entertain, and I'm going to promote something of myself. I always say promotional has to be there at least once a week because you need to promote yourself to make money. But whichever other um, pillars you choose, it could be behind the scenes or reviews or um, whatever else you, you decide, like mindset or um, quotes, something like that. You could get super specific or 
as non-specific as you want, but just defining those content pillars and choosing a day per week. So like Mondays is educational content, Tuesdays is entertaining, and then every Friday I'm going to promote myself. It'll be much easier to sit down with a calendar and say, okay, I just need four ideas for educational. What are some tips and tricks that I can write about? Okay, entertaining. What's something funny that happened recently? Let me talk about myself in one of the posts. Let me introduce myself. Or um, let me talk about three things that people don't know of how I prepare for an event. Um, another idea, and these are all like ideas that are just scrolling through like my brain. Um, it could be a funny quote that makes people laugh that's related to your business or not. Um, promotional, it could be a review or a testimonial. It could be a, an availability update. Um, it could be like, why work with me versus these other event professionals? Like all of those are ideas. So once you have your pillars, you could just say, okay, how many weeks are there in the month? So how many um, of these posts do I need per month? So usually it's four. Um, and that's only like four ideas per bucket. And then you have all your ideas there. All you have to do is write the caption up, schedule it, find the picture or create the graphic if you have that. And that's it. Usually it takes me and my um, clients, strategy clients or social media clients, maybe like two hours to get a whole month done in one sitting. So it's not too much. It's very encouraging for everybody listening that you don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but you do clearly need to spend the time. Um, Maria, as we kind of wrap up today, is there anything else that you would like to add for our listeners? I would like to add that don't forget to have fun. Instagram and like marketing as a whole should be the fun part of your business, being able to promote yourself and showcase your professionalism and your expertise. And if, if it feels overwhelming to you, there's something that has to change. There's something in your strategy that's not working and is not sustainable for you. So kind of like going back, if you feel overwhelmed and this episode made you feel, oh my God, I have hope. I actually feel excited to show up again. Then maybe there's something in your strategy that needs to be changed and moved around so that it works for you and not against you and your time. I think we're going to end our episode as we normally do with our uh, guests here. We have a couple sentence finishers for you, Maria. So these are short little quick ones. But first one I have, if I had more hours in the day, I would. Sleep more. Here, here. I agree. <laughs> what about your favorite productivity tool is? Ooh, my Google Calendar. I have, I'm very type A, very event professional-ish. Um, <laughs> I am very type A. I have everything color coordinated, all everything that I have to do in a day in my calendar. And it just helps me stay productive. I love it. There you go. Organization. Yeah. And our final one is something you're looking forward to this year, whether business or per or personal is. Ooh, that's a good one. I think this came in a great, very good time because my birthday is next Monday. Um, so I'm looking forward to this weekend, like my birthday weekend. <laughs> Ooh, happy Emma's birthday. That's thank exciting. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. And just thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all these really wonderful tips. Um, I feel like you broke it down in a way that's really digestible. So thank you so much for that. Um, and we'd love to, you know, stay in touch with your journey. So where can listeners find you if they want to see what you're up to and follow along? Yes. So the best way to follow along, very funny. Um, I always say this, but I've built my business entirely on Instagram. I don't have a website yet. 
I don't really promote myself anywhere else. So it goes to show the power of Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram. And my handle is at SMS underscore media PR. And there you can find a bunch of free tips, resources. I'm always showing up on my stories and giving tips and tricks. You can see how crazy I am. Um, and if you're interested in working with me or learning more, you could just click the link in the bio and you can find everything there. Thank you, Maria. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. And uh, thank you listeners for joining us on this journey. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for having me. And now that brings us to one of our more, you know, our fun way to end our episodes as we always do with our bonus tip, which Mary, you have our bonus tip this week. Yes, I do. So our bonus tip for the day, we might have mentioned this some at some point in the podcast, but I wanted to call it out in a tip. And that is there is a wonderful workbook called the Set Boundaries Workbook. And like the tagline for the workbook is practical exercises for understanding your needs and setting healthy limits. And the book is by Nedra Glover, I believe is her name. And this was something that we did for a book club that Logan was leading. Um, and I finally have gotten around to doing it. It Basically, there's a book and then there's a workbook. And so now I'm doing the workbook and it's teaching me so many valuable lessons about how to set boundaries. And so if this is something that you feel like you would benefit from doing as well, I highly suggest the workbook. It's a great activity and it's kind of therapeutic. And so that is my bonus tip for today. Actionable steps. Look at that. Thank you, Mary. We'll have that link here in the show notes for you folks. So you'll be able to click that if you want to get the workbook as well. And as always, that brings us to the end of our episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. So thank you for those who've sent us emails or DMs. So continue to bring those. And we'll be back with you again next Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.